Bill from Glenn and Linda Dawson on Preparing Our Heart for Worship podcast. So glad to have you with us today. And my precious Linda, of course, is here. How are you this morning, Linda? Fine. Thank you, Glenn. It's better to be here than in the hospital. Yes, it is. Both uh, Linda and I have had heart catheterization recently, and we're both glad that's over. We've also been busy with work on our mailing list. Yes, we send out a notice of our podcast and occasionally when we have new releases of music online. Our friends can listen to all our music online for free. And folks will know when we're doing a concert near them. If you'd like to be on our mailing list, just leave us a note on our webpage, www.glennedawsonea.com. That's www.glennedawsonea.com. Or on Facebook at Facebook slash Saxy Music. Linda, what have we got for the folks today? Today we are talking about hope and sharing an old song called Whispering Hope. This is one of the first songs I learned to play with my dad when I was in the third grade. We had a space in our attic upstairs. Was caused our, we called that our music place. It was hot up there, but Dad would come up with his guitar and he'd teach me the songs note by note. Great memories of times we had with my wonderful dad. Now let's look at the words of this heartwarming song. Soft as the voice of an angel, breathing a lesson unheard. Hope with a gentle persuasion, whisper her comforting words. Wait till the darkness is over. Wait till the tempest is done. Hope for the sunshine tomorrow after the shower is gone. Whispering hope. Oh, how welcome thy voice, making my heart in its sorrow rejoice. If in the dusk of the twilight, dim be the region afar, will not be depending darkness, brighten the glimmering star. Then when the night is upon us, why should the heart sink away? When the dark midnight is over, Watch for the breaking of day. Hope as an anchor so steadfast rends the dark veil for the soul. Whether the master has entered, robbing the grave of its goal. Come then, O come, glad fruition. Come to my sad, weary heart. Come, O thou, blessed hope of glory. Never, O never, depart. The author of Whispering Hope is Septimus Winner who composed this under the name of Alice Hawthorne. It published in 1868. The belief is that he did not think of himself worthy to receive honor of the words he wrote. No story of the writing of this hymn is even available, but the life of the author is very interesting. It is said He never intended for the song to be turned into a religious song. He was an experienced songwriter, but did not write hymns. So when he wrote one he called Whispering Hope, possibly in Philadelphia, believed to be Winner's lifelong home. 
he must have been moved differently from what typically sparked his writing. Was he writing about his own hope, or rather, to boost someone else's? Was there a sadness that affected him, as he suggests in the song's refrain? In fact, it is claimed that Winter was surprised at the great popularity achieved as a hymn. Whatever his intentions were, the song did gain instant success among churches and has been published continuously in hymn books ever since. Winter was a famous poet, composer, and violinist born in 1827 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was the seventh child of Joseph Winter and Mary Ann Hawthorne, a relative of Nathaniel Hawthorne. We can see that the text of Hebrews 6.19 is apparent in this song. It compares with the text of the song referring to the anchor of the soul unwavering, the whispering hope for all Christians. The scripture reads, This hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence beneath, behind the veil. Winner, a self-taught musician, did study violin uh, briefly around 1853 with Leopold McGean, a former bandmaster in Napoleon's army and a composer and conductor. Winner could play a variety of of instruments, including guitar banjo, and became proficient on the violin by the age of 20. After graduating Philadelphia's Central High School, he opened a music shop. He gave lessons on a number of instruments and performed locally with the Sicilian Music Society and Philadelphia Brass Band. From 1845 to 1854, Winner and his brother Joseph formed a music publishing business, Winner and Schuster, which Winner continued with various partners and names until 1902. During this time, he wrote or edited 200 volumes of music for more than 20 instruments and produced more than 2,000 arrangements for violin and piano, plus more than a 1,500 easy arrangements for a number of instruments. His book on banjo instruction is still used today. During the American Civil War, Septimus composed a song called Give Us Back Our Old Commander, Little Mac, the People's Pride. He aimed the appeal to Abraham Lincoln and Union General George McLennan to service. Unfortunately, it was deemed anti-Union and Wiener was jailed on a charge of treason. He was freed after he agreed to destroy all the remaining copies of the song. It is, however, whispering hope that he never intended to be a religious song that we still remember him for. It has been included in many evangelical Christian hymnals. What could the comforting hymn, Whispering Hope, have to do with well-known little ditties such as Listen to the Mockingbird, Where or Where Has My Little Dog Gone, and Ten Little Indians. They were all written by Alice Hawthorne. Winner was a frequent contributor to Graham's magazine, then edited by Edgar Allan Poe, 
and was the founder of Philadelphia's Music Society. He was introduced into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1970. It was the ballads written by Winner under the pseudonym Alice Hawthorne that brought him into popularity and came to be known as Hawthorne's Ballads. His first successful song, What is Home Without a Mother, was written in 1854, and the next year he wrote Listen to the Mockingbird, one of the biggest hits of that time. Winner sold the rights for this song, which sold more than 25 million copies of sheet music for the sum of $5. It is reported that Wiener got the idea for Mockingbird after hearing a young black boy, Dick Milborn, whistling and playing guitar on the street, with the whistling turning into an imitation of the Mockingbird. The song became especially popular in the South, where the Mockingbirds are common. President Abraham Lincoln said the song is as sincere as the laughter of a little girl at play. And King Edward VII of England said that he whistled the tune when he was a little boy. This song is still popular after more than 150 years and is one of our old-time, all-time song hits. It was parodied in the film The Flintstones as a jazz tune called Listen to the Rockin' Bird and has been used in Looney Tunes as background music when birds were depicted. Another of Winner's best-remembered songs, Ten Little Indians, was written in 1868 for a minstrel show skit about John Brown, whose Indian boy grows from one little engine into ten little engines and then back to one. Agatha Christie also used the song in her novel, And Then There Were None. During the Civil War, Winter wrote, Where, oh where, has my little dog gone? Set to a German folk tune song, still popular today, especially with children. One of Weeder's songs, Give Us Back Our Old Commander, Little Mac, the People's Pride, landed him in jail for a brief time during the Civil War. Greatly affected by the political atmosphere of the time, Winner's song considered anti-union in 1862 was written as a plea to President Lincoln to return Union General McClellan to his command. Winner was angry that Lincoln had fired the popular McClellan for his delay in going into battle to attack the Confederate Army. Winter was arrested for treason against the United States after more than 80,000 copies of the song were sold the first two days, and he was released only after agreeing to destroy all the remaining copies. The song, however, would not die and reappeared in 1864 when McClellan was a candidate for president, and then again with new words in 1880 as a campaign song for Ulysses S. Grant, third term run. It seems hard to believe that the same person who wrote classic folk tunes loved by children and had spent time in jail for treason could also write one of the most successful and beautiful church songs of all time. 
hope doesn't come in like a gust of wind, Winter says. But it does advance. If you notice in Winter's poetry, in perhaps its infancy, hope is indeed soft and could be discounted while the tempest rages. At night, hope is only apparent like a, a star when it changes places in the sky with darkness. Yet it grows inevitable like the approach of dawn. We have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge who lay hand upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. In Hebrews 6, 18 and 19, this beautiful hymn of hope that we often sing in our worship service because it has biblical references. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 5, 1-5 From the first verse, we learn that hope is a source of comfort, soft as the voice of an angel, breathing a lesson unheard. Even though there is no biblical evidence that angels speak today to anyone, hope is still the voice of an angel because it comes to us from God. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as in truth, the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 Hope with a gentle persuasion whispers her comforting word. This hope whispers her comforting word because it pours forth the love of God in our hearts. Wait till the darkness is over. Wait till the tempest is done. Hope for the sunshine tomorrow after the shower is gone. And it gives us comfort for the future by making it possible to wait for the sunshine tomorrow. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Galatians 5 5. In the second verse, we learn that hope is a source of light in darkness. If in the dust of twilight, dim be ridgers afar, seems, sometimes it seems that. The dims of the earth discourages us, but one of the things which abides to keep us is hope. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen. The song says, Will not the deepening darkness brighten each glimmering star? Thus, even though we must suffer the sorrows of earth's darkness, we still can rejoice in hope. 
Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly on prayer. Romans twelve nine through 12 Then when the night is upon us, why should the heart sink away? When the dark midnight is over, watch for the breaking of day. And this hope enables us to watch for the breaking of day because it points us to a brighter future. Because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, Colossians 1.5. As we look at verse 3, we learn that hope is the source of steadfastness in our lives. Song says, Hope is an anchor so steadfast, rends the dark veil for our soul. Hope is an anchor so steadfast because looking toward the future, it provides the benefit of patience in our lives even now. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Romans eight twenty four through 25 Song goes on. Whether the master has entered, robbing the grave of its soul, the hope is possible because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the master who entered the veil and robbed the grave of its gold. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1-3 Song continues, Come then, O come, glad fruition, Come to my sad, weary heart. O come, thou blessed hope of glory. Never, O never, depart. Therefore, we look forward to the coming of him who has brought blessed hope of glory as the fruition, such as the fulfillment or resolution of our hope. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. Finally, the Course reminds us of the blessed benefits of true hope. The song continues, Whispering hope, oh how welcome the voice, making my heart in its sorrow rejoice. While God does not speak to us directly today, he does whisper to us through his written word about the hope set before us. Faith is described in the Bible as a substance of things hoped for. This is a good reason to find strength in the power of hope. Biblical hope is a desire plus expectations with regard to God's promise. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. This old song contains several tender expressions that refer 
to the quiet comfort and strength that we can find in God's whispering hope. But my friend, this world is without hope. The world is consumed by sin, evidenced by addiction and hatred and sickness everywhere. Pornography, drugs, gambling, prostitution, obsession, greed, broken homes, aborted babies, theft, murder, war, all things that enslave us. Man's natural instinct is sin. He loves it. No one cares about the poor and the lame. It's get all you can before someone else gets it. You know this is truth. Just look around you. Take a look inside of you. You see what I mean? Trends are that it gets worse every year. God in heaven speaks to us in his holy word, the Bible, and tells us, All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God, in Romans 3.23. He's talking about me. He's talking about you. You say, well, I'm really not that bad, and God says that's not good enough. God is holy, righteous, and perfect. He says, all your righteousnesses is filthy rags. You're no good in his sight. You know this is true because God has given you a conscience, a convicting power that tells you and me that we're guilty of sin. It's a fact we're all going to die. We have no hope of escaping eternal torment for our sin. But God loves us. He made us in his own image and he loves us. We are his creation and he loves us in spite of our wicked condition. It's a great mystery to me why God loves us so much, but it's a fact. He loved us so much that he gave his son his only son, as a sacrifice to pay the price for our sin, to take our punishment. On the cross, Jesus took our sins on himself to his death. Since he bore our sins, he's the bridge to God because our sins are no more. They are forgotten, erased as if they never happened. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Understand, we're not talking about intellectual assent to the fact, but believing with the heart, trusting in his work on the cross, and not anything else we have done. Trust what he has told us in his word. Depend on that, that alone for your salvation. Friends, don't wait. We don't know if we have one more heartbeat. Take time now to surrender your life and your will to him. Glenn, would you play Whispering Hope for us on the sax? I'd love to, Linda. 
nice visiting with you all here today on preparing our hearts for worship podcast our program is part of the glenn dawson evangelistic association a non-profit 501c3 organization dedicated to sharing the gospel with the world we're located in lexington kentucky as we look at the old time hymns the authors and events related to the writing of their songs we hope you have been informed and enjoyed yourself We always enjoy hearing from you. You can write us on Facebook on whatever platform you hear us on. You can even write us on our webpage, www.glendawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. Our music has been distributed to the web, and you can hear it by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. On some of the services, you can punch the like button, and we appreciate it when you do that. It helps our ministry and keeps us going. Hey, we look forward to seeing you all again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God God bless bless you. you. Bye Bye for for now. now.